Real news. Welcome, everyone, to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. Today is uh, March 11th. 2020, 311, and we have 33 House committee hearings happening today. All of them very, very eager to push for a FISA renewal. And I say, why not lock it down? I mean, they want to be safe, right? Why not issue a mandatory lockdown and let the sunset clause sunset? Pretty simple stuff. Uh, because if the Senate approves it, I'll be really, really angry because that'll force the president to veto and, you know, they'll be really upset. So, I mean, I know the president's going to veto. He's not going to rubber stamp it. We're going to let that clause sunset. We're done. We're really done. Today is a very busy day in the House. They've decided to work, even though they've made it clear that they don't like working. Well, no that they don't work for you. See, I'm extremely upset at every single media personality out there, left, right, whatever. Because during the exchange in Detroit with Biden and this auto worker about guns, everyone focused on the fact that he was aggressive, that he was like, oh, smack you, let's take this outside kind of attitude. That didn't bother me. It just shows the level of class. And, you know, people that have dementia uh, are aggressive. Uh, that's normal. What bothered me the most was the part where the guy said, hey, you work for me? And Joe Biden turned around and said, I don't, and then saw the cameras and kind of just walked off. And it's like, that's the point, you guys. Every single person in any elected office is supposed to work for you, but they don't. He said it. That was the most important thing that was stated, and no one batted an eyelash. No one pointed it out. They were more busy about the, you know, clickbait stuff, smack you, take you outside. The lying, the telling a woman to shut up because he's talking, you know, they were focusing on that rather than, you know, the things that make us a great nation in the first place is that our public servants are supposed to serve us. <laughs> and he made it clear that's not the way it is. And that's not the way he feels. And obviously not the way any of them feel. It's kind of funny how the house decided to have all these committees today. That way they can slip a few things under the radar. I mean, how's everyone going to participate in all of them and pay attention to all of them? I mean, is C-SPAN going to be in every single one? Are they going to be, you know, with portable urinals and portable um, tushies? <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just watching it. And, you know, I like advertise it only because I like tushies. And, um, you know, I was shocked when they had a portable tushie. It literally looks like a water bottle. <laughs> I said, just go to hellotushy.com and look at it. I, I just slipped in a $5 coupon. Um, I think I get tushy bucks for it. It's not like I'm going to use it for anything. So it's not really something that I get because no matter how many tushy bucks I get, I can only get 10% off. So it's not one of those, look, I'm getting all this stuff for it. I'm just saying, if you want to just have a cleaner tush, you know, do it old school. <laughs> You know, you don't need to. I think in America, they don't have bidets in bathrooms because they capitalize on the whole toilet paper industry. And by the way, that site sells bamboo toilet paper. So that's like super extra. 
I'm sorry. I'm finding it hilarious. I am finding it hilarious that they succeeded in their experiment. They put it out there to show just how insanely dumb the majority of the American population is. Someone said you need toilet paper. Suddenly everyone goes and clears a shelf. I mean, my daughter called me and she was like, I went to go get toilet paper and there is none. And I'm like, what the? Are you serious? And it's like... (laughs) Yeah, no toilet paper. It's like, why? How is that going to save you from a virus? Tell me. Does you... (laughs) You know, I would understand disinfectant spray. I would understand the most horrible thing ever, which is hand sanitizer. I never use it because it kills your good bacteria too. I would understand, you know, cleaning products. I would understand respiratory masks for the panickers. I'd understand, you know, um, what is it? Humidifiers and oranges and orange juice, but toilet paper? Um, Whatever. Anyway, so this is the thing. We focus on the wrong thing. We're not focusing on the fact that this flu epidemic is just a flu and it's being hyped up by many people on the left and many people on the right for uh, you know their purposes right we have a house full of people that have been likely exposed to the supposed coronavirus from CPAC and from people that attended CPAC, but they're all going to be in rooms back and forth. So they all get sick today uh, because, you know, that's how it happens, right? That's why kids bring, you know, the flu or colds home in September. It's because, you know, all of them go back to school. They're in closed rooms. You know how that goes. And that's why they bring <laughs> it's like, But yeah, let's just get, let's just mandatory lockdown it. So they don't, I mean, they don't work anyway. So they decide to work and put all the work in one day and we're not supposed to see what they're doing. Kind of like how yesterday, I was going to go to the Bernie rally and the Biden rally yesterday. I was actually going to go and I wanted to see, first of all, the size of groups. Second of all, to see how many people turned up for Biden to get extra credit. And third, just to ask him questions. I mean, I wanted to ask the, the, the Bernie bros and the, the hot girls. Stop. I'm going to be mean. The hot, have you guys checked the hot girls for Bernie hashtag on Twitter? I'm, I'm just laughing by myself because it's like, yeah. I mean, it's relative to the eye of the beholder kind of thing, right? But the the point that I'm trying to make here is, you know, suddenly all these crazy things are happening all at once and no one's questioning it. And everyone's focusing on specific things that are, you know, quick clickbait and ooh, outrage, but not the foundations, which is one, your house isn't really working. They have hardly worked. For a year and a half, all they've been doing is, we hate Trump. Every single text message to voters is, we're going to beat Trump. We hate Trump. And it's like, do you have anything else to run on? And, you know, they're stealing the election again from Bernie Sanders. I mean, this is all we have to watch. It's a train wreck. Every single candidate for the Democratic Party is a trait. They're so, I mean, it's like, okay, are you done? It's like, this isn't fixable. You're done as a party. You're done. But they insist. They have to hand the reign over the reins of the Democratic Party to the Communist Party of America that's being led by Bernie Sanders. They have to do it. It's inevitable, and they refuse to. 
They refuse to hand it over because, you know, he's like, Finland, so great. Look at what they're... No, Finland is not so great. They're putting out videos telling people that all these migrants that have come into their nation that used to function with only 6 million people that all have the same diseases, that all speak the same language, they used to function pretty well, right, with their whole socialist system because it was a very closed society. Now that they've opened the borders, they're putting out defend yourself from rape by telling the rapist to stop. Put your hand up and they'll stop. Or they do that whole video with the no-no square. It's like, are you kind of, are you serious? You paid two and a half million euros to tell a woman, put your hand up and say, stop. Like a traffic police officer, (laughs) the traffic cops, stop. And that'll stop them or swing your bag. That's another one. So Bernie Sanders, like Finland's doing great. Ask me, I've got cousins that live up there. You know, because, you know, one of the biggest um, industries that is being killed right now with this coronavirus is tourism. And I I say that because the majority of my cousins that married Swedes and Finns is because all the Swedes and all the Finns, you know, vacation in Greece. And they're the ones that always like to go topless. So hot, topless Swedish, Finnish women, you know some of them get married to Greeks because they're hot and topless and they see each other every summer. So I know exactly what's going on there firsthand because I actually have family that lives there. And yes, it's more flat, but there's less ability for people to move up. Um, There's no actual equality, let's be fair. And now with the migrant wave, this has all collapsed. So I want to see how Bernie is going to fix that with 300, you know, what is it? Six times a mm, hundred. <laughs> so let's say the population of Finland times 90 is what we have, right? And we all have different diseases, different races, different everything, different walks of life, but it's going to work somehow. I mean, this is just ridiculous. The, 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 the pseudo utopias, the, 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 the pipe dream that they're selling, but you know, it resonates with a lot of people. Because right now, uh, you know, I, I understand them. I sympathize with those young people that have been raised by parents that are bitter because they had to work hard and didn't really move up the ladder only because the Democrats and Republicans were in power. They were people that weren't working for you. You never voted. They made you think like you did. And, you know, it's time to come out of the closet with that one. Okay, we got to be straight. No one votes. They don't work for you. They work for themselves. No one better to describe that to you than Schumer this morning going live to talk about stuff about uh, everything. (laughs) Take a listen to him. He's live. Thank you for joining us, uh, everybody. And uh, I'm proud to be joined by my colleagues who are here, who are leading the charge to help uh, deal with this crisis uh, and get the support they need to weather the public health crisis. So Senate Democrats today are introducing a series of measures Congress can take up to provide immediate relief and economic relief to working Americans during the uh, coronavirus outbreak. We are just appalled that the administration really has had no plan. Here we are. It's close to two months since we first knew about coronavirus. They have all kinds of problems, obviously, with testing, but they also have not come up with a plan to help people who need help. We believe the help should be aimed at people, not at corporations. 
we believe the help should be targeted at the people who have suffered from this coronavirus problem, directly or indirectly. We don't think they should just throw money out of an airplane and hope some of it lands on the people who are affected. And so we have targeted our relief. We make it, it's aimed at people, not at big corporations, not at some kind of general long-term economic plan that the president might want for other purposes. It seems the president, president seems to be more worried about the health of the big banks than the health of Americans. It seems that the president is more eager to help the oil companies than help the person who lost his job because of corona. We don't believe that works. And so the administration is proposing tax cuts and bailouts for the airline industry, the oil and gas industry. That's just out of touch. The bottom line, we need to put people first. And so what we are proposing today is in two parts. One goes to the immediate needs of people who are suffering from uh, this illness, directly or indirectly. The second goes to the kind of economic relief, which could be dealt with a little further down the road, that can help get our economy going, but it is targeted, and targeted at the people who are hurt and the places and people that need help. And that's our message to the administration. Focus. Focus on the problem, and then focus on the people who need help, not on your big cronies and political friends and other kinds of things that you want to try to do. Uh, so on the first part of it, the immediate help, paid sick leave, we think there's a growing consensus that there should be paid sick leave. Unemployment insurance, if you've lost your job, it should be much easier and quicker to get unemployment insurance. How are you going to feed your family? Um, increased SNAP benefits. What about families who need to eat? And school meals. Many of the kids whose parents will, who's, who, who will have to stay home, their best meals are the breakfasts and lunches they get in the schools. And so those are immediate relief to the people who need help so that they can either take care of their families or, and make sure that they get the help they need. Another part of that, of course, which relates directly to health needs, is we think all the testing should be made free of charge, so nobody wanders around spreading the illness because they can't afford it. But then there are other kinds of longer-term economic relief that is far better. Basically, the administration hasn't had much of a plan at all, so we're not sure what they think on what day. We're taking, we're, uh, the Speaker, the Democrats in the House, the Democrats in the Senate are taking the lead here because the nation demands it and there's such a vacuum from the administration. Yes. In light, in light of uh, Chairman Wyden's or Senator Wyden's comments, uh, it could, would anything with the payroll tax cut included? Well, you heard our comments on that, Kane. But uh, you had uh, referenced, I think you said corporate cronies in terms of uh, assistance to corporations. Are you opposed to any we, it, type of assistance that would go toward the, toward the corporate side? We're looking, I mean, we'd be skeptical when the administration proposes it. This idea of helping shale oil, which the Washington Post wrote about yesterday, is absurd. What we want to see is even if it goes to corporations, that it goes to the workers. So if an airline is hurting and airline workers are laid off, 
we would want the help to go down to those workers. So that's our focus. It wouldn't be that we wouldn't say that help to corporations is totally off the table, but it's got to go down immediately and help the workers. Can okay? I, can I just add to that? Yeah. The most important goal we should have here is to stop the spread of this virus. So anything we do in this package now, in the immediate, is to make sure that people don't spread this virus. That's what we're focused on doing. And the bottom, on, in your, to just follow up on Patty, if someone's laid off from an airline and they might be, have been exposed or one of their family is exposed, they need some help so they don't, uh, you know, so, they, say that, so they, they can live and sustain. Some of it is economic, but again, targeted at the people, individuals who are most hurt. Cheryl. Um, Schumer, how much do you expect, expect this to cost? Well, we're figuring out the price. But let me tell you, it will cost a lot less than the cost of doing nothing and letting this virus spread. That's Much the only thing less. One cost. Over half our workers work for small companies, and the cost of our proposals are a fraction of what the administration is recommending right now. That will help small businesses. Yes. Question for Senator Wyden. Uh, the payroll tax cut was a major part of the stimulus in 2009. Democrats supported that. Why is that a bad idea now? Well, let me just outline some of the people who don't benefit from it. If you have lost shifts, for example, if you get tips you don't benefit. If, um, say, you don't have much in terms of sick leave. Run. If you're out of work, you don't And you're benefit. out of work. You know, so what we're doing, and that's the whole point of the unemployment compensation effort that we're focused on in the Finance Committee, is getting help to people now rather than Larry Kudlow's proposal that wants to cut, you know, taxes for gigantic corporations. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Just so you guys know, what they said is exactly what President Trump said. Kind of looks like they're trying to embrace what the president is saying. Kind of looks like they're jealous that they didn't come up with that idea. But, you know, we all have flies on the wall. And you want to hear where the coronavirus is? I mean, where the flu is? Here you go. United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru, Republic, Dominican, Cuba, Caribbean, Greenland, El Salvador, too, Puerto Rico, Colombia, Venezuela, Honduras, Guyana, and still, Guatemala, Bolivia, then Argentina, and Ecuador, Chile, Brazil, Costa Rica, Belize, Nicaragua, Bermuda, Bahamas, Tobago, San Juan, Paraguay, Uruguay, Suriname, and French Guiana, Barbados, and Guam. Norway and Sweden and Iceland and Finland and Germany now hold one piece. Switzerland, Austria, Czechoslovakia, Italy, Turkey and Greece. Poland, Romania, Scotland, Albania, Ireland, Russia, Oman. Bulgaria, Saudi Arabia, Hungary, Cyprus, Iraq and Iran. There's Syria, Lebanon, Israel, Jordan, both Yemen, Kuwait and Bahrain. The Netherlands, Luxembourg, Belgium and Portugal, France, England, Denmark and Spain. India, Pakistan, Burma, Afghanistan, Thailand, Nepal, and Bhutan. Cambodia, Malaysia, then Bangladesh, Asia, and China, Korea, Japan. Mongolia, Laos, and Tibet, Indonesia, the Philippine Islands, Taiwan. Sri Lanka, New Guinea, Sumatra, New Zealand, and Borneo, and Vietnam. Tunisia, Morocco, Uganda, Angola, Zimbabwe, Djibouti, Botswana. Mozambique, Zambia, Swaziland, Gambia, Guinea, Algeria, Ghana. 
Rwandela, Soto, and Malawi, Togo, the Spanish Sahara is gone. Niger, Nigeria, Chad, and Liberia, Egypt, Benin, and Gabon. Tanzania, Somalia, Kenya, and Mali, Sierra Leone, and Algier. Dahomey, Namibia, Senegal, Libya, Cameroon, Congo, Zaire, Ethiopia, Guinea, Bissau, Madagascar, Rwanda, Mayor, and Cayman. Hong Kong, Abu Dhabi, Qatar, Yugoslavia. Crete, Mauritania, then Transylvania, Monaco, Lichtenstein, Malta, and Palestine, Fiji, Australia, Sudan. There you have it, guys. That's exactly where (laughs) the coronavirus is and where it's festering. It's everywhere. Yet panic, 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 panic. My gosh, a flu that if you are over, you know, 65 and are compromised or a patient that has had a transplant or someone that may have been a designer, someone you are now prone to it. So, you know, it's a good job that Biden and Bernie didn't come. You have to wonder what access to what medications they have. Uh, Soon we will see that many of these um I don't know. Reporters will have to be uh, quarantined or separated. Uh, Social isolation, as they say. But, you know, the president is sitting still as the storm has picked up and it is taking no prisoners. And obviously we're not seeing it the way we would normally want to see it. But, you know, there's a lot of us out there that have flies everywhere. What's a fly? Oh, I don't know. You want to tell me now, Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders is the candidate to beat, right? The Democrats are completely selling out. So it's time that people realize the truth. It's time that the Democrats come out of the closet and tell the world that you've never had a choice, that we always pick the candidate. And let's not forget The RNC is one in the same. I remember that when we had the election time of 2016, I was begging my local GOP. I was begging the RNC to give me, you know, Trump stuff. Can I have signs I want to go distribute? Can I have paperwork? I'd like to open up an office so that I can have volunteers come in and make calls on uh, behalf of President Trump. Do you know what they said? We don't know if we're going to, he's going to win. And then after he was elected candidate, right? He was elected as the candidate. They had no choice because it was the first time the people spoke. They had no choice because the one thing with the Republican Party was is that the people that actually voted Republican were actually patriots and cared about the foundations of the nation, aside from the Democrats that were just worried about, oh, what's in it for me? Whereas Republicans can be broke. They can have no pennies to rub together. And yet, boom, right? They will get what they want because they believe in the foundations of America. And if those are working properly and our country is working the way it's supposed to be, those two pennies they don't have to rub together quickly turn into two dollars twenty dollars a hundred dollars because a thriving economy is a fat pocket economy right and that's the thing about people that had always voted republican they believed in the foundations of this nation whereas the democrats the people that voted democrat were more about what's in it for me it was never about the foundations of the nation that's a that's a difference between the two voting bases which have now become uh, very uh, 
polarized and the gap is showing. And we're seeing that people that used to be what's in it for me have realized it's not about what's in it for me. It's about how do I make my country work the way it was intended? Because if it's working the way it was intended, then it means that I will get what I want and what I strive for and what I work for. That's the way it is. Now, after the break, we're going to talk about something we talked about yesterday. I mean, you know, turns out me time traveling, uh, you know, gives you <laughs> tomorrow's news today. And, you know, if you don't believe that I can do that, then I'm psychic or maybe I have sources and maybe a fly on their wall. See, because today everyone's talking about what Alexandria Ocasio Cortez said, which is, oh, racism against the Chinese. I told you it was coming. I told you they were discussing it. I told you they were pushing it. Huh? Just looking at Pelosi being in Chinatown was the, <laughs> where she was telling you how they have fortune cookie machines and she was going to have some dim sum. Remember that? That's when it was started and they were talking about it. It could be that I had a fly on the wall. Who knows? Or maybe I really do have the ability to give you tomorrow's news today. Um, and that's, you know, something that we should be paying attention to. Or maybe it was just news then and no one was giving it to you. Remember, I've been saying that. Why are they reporting things that are old news? See you right after this break. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. And I thought um, I would give you guys a snippet of the Subscribestar content um, that one of my uh, listeners had requested to talk about math, since math is like my thing, string theory is my thing. And I wanted to play a little portion of it, just a couple minutes, so you can see um, the part where more people have questions. But let me see if I found it the best and one 1.6 34 1.6 55 1.6 okay so this is about the golden ratio um i want to go to the part where it, people learned how to do math 25 okay there we go so what i did was it Here seemed really really tedious and i thought well what's the answer to that well the answer to 25 times 25 is 625 so what I did was I looked at the answer and I thought, is there a quicker way for me to find the answer without doing all that math? And yes, there was. And there were rules to every single one that I wanted to multiply by itself. If it ended in a nine, it would end in this and I would have to add, subtract and multiply this all in my head and I would get the answer. So for my listeners who may not be math aficionados, Here's the easiest one. Instead of multiplying 25 by 25, I would multiply five by five, which we all learn our timetables where we used to now with common core. I'm not so sure. And we all know five times five is 25. And that would be the last two digits of my answer. Now, how would I get the six? Well, 
I would think to myself, what number is larger than two from stemming from the number 25 that I see? The two. Well, one number larger than two is three. So three times two is six. So my answer would be 625. I proceeded to apply the same thing to every number I multiplied that by itself, in itself, right? That ended in five. So I did the same for 35. 35 times 35. Well, or 35 squared, however you want to say it. I would say, well, the last two numbers of my answer should be 25 according to my theory. What's a number larger than three? Four. Four times three is 12. So my answer is 1,225. Wow, that works. What's next? Let's do 55, right? Times 55. 25 times 25 is, 5 times 5 is 25. Those are the last two. Take the 5, larger number than 5, 6. 6 times 5 is 30. So that would be 3,025. Do you see how that works? Finding relationship with numbers. Now, the the Fibonacci series is... Okay, so that... Um, is more of a basic breakdown of the golden ratio, um, how some people claim that it's an evil number since it has the repetitive 666 um, after a certain point, uh, the importance of uh, numbers uh, and single digit numbers. And I go on to discuss uh, how you can add all single digit numbers, one plus two plus three plus four plus five plus six plus seven plus eight plus nine gives us 45, right? And then four plus five is nine. Numbers are very, very important. And I've said this before. I think my affinity to understand the language of mathematics and to be able to see it in front of me, kind of like in those, do you guys know that meme where they have Julia Roberts thinking and there's like trigonometry and numbers floating around? I literally see the math when I do it. And it's kind of like a projection, kind of like the way artists can see objects or musicians can see the melody, right? Numbers our language in itself. And they always have relationships because they resonate on frequencies. They um, are actually the structure of every single component of life. Every single component. And so life is based on solid foundations. Now the numbers have never changed as numbers. I mean, you can depict them as, you know, um, I would say, uh, how would I say, um, like in a hieroglyph too, but the numbers are the numbers. It's the relationships created between those numbers, uh, that never changes unless you want to obfuscate and mathematics was always done on a base 60 until like, I don't know, like the arc period, you know, where suddenly everything became base 10. I'm just saying. Things can shift when people agree to it as a consensus. And that is how you hide in plain sight. But the one thing that never changes 
is the relationship and the language of math. So, um, you know, in my extended series, I aim, like I said, to do weekly ones. I had done a bunch of them, but I had some very specific infiltration or program running that was corrupting image, video, and audio, believe it or not. So that's been cleaned up because I use a pretty bad computer. <laughs> I think I need to get another one um, for my front-facing stuff, you know, the one that... Uh, of course, they're watching when you're putting out and sourcing information. You know, how many people get letters <laughs> that have a label on it from CIA? I'm dead serious. Or, you know, <laughs> from <laughs> the, not a lot of people. Mailman's probably like, well, you know, not where I'm at now, but <laughs> they're just like, what's going on here? Who is this person? Why are they getting mail? And how lame is it when they put a sticker that says Central Intelligence Agency? I'm just saying it's hilarious. But um, and it's more of a, a an aggressive threat because, uh, you know, why would they put a sticker? It was like a mail label. It was like someone from like the 1990s, you know, printing out those stickers. <laughs> Who does that? OK, so I, I wanted to uh, explain math as a language because everything we are seeing Everything from health to speech to politics to geopolitics to war to the industrial complex to information wars, everything is based on math. And you can mathematically calculate it except like I've always said. The only thing that cannot be taken as an absolute. So you would have to treat it like a, like an absolute number. In math, we depict those by like straight lines encompassing so it could be positive or negative. But there's always a degree of error. Humans have to be treated like nodes that are variable. So this is why uh, the mathematics to predict that is different. Now, uh, I know that a lot of people um, have been asking me, yeah, and it was like a stellar episode on, you know, just going down the rabbit hole with that glass, right? Um, and Pegasus, but it was corrupt. So I guess I'm going to try to put it out in smaller doses. So that way you can build up the understanding of where it comes from rather than data dump. Uh, because that's a problem that when we get overloaded with information, this is what happens in, in college, right? When kids go to college from high school, they're just like first year BS class, like psych 101, and they just can't function because they haven't learned to be given so much information in a small period of time. And one will say, well, it's a whole semester. And I'm like, yeah, to do a whole textbook, that's a lot. And you have to understand it to know it. And, you know, and I think it's really important that we go back to the foundations that if someone can't explain t something to you in a simple format, they really don't know it. So it's important for me to explain it to you in the most simplest way so you understand what is being said, not just take it as face value. So that way you can criticize it in your mind, have your critical thinking and have your, per, you know, your um, critique and your inner self decide how it accepts that information or not. I mean, as I've said, the best advice that I've ever gotten in my life was question everything. I don't care if they tell you that's a law, you know, oh yeah, one plus one equals two, question that. Because as you question a statement made, right? You can then, as you try to prove it wrong in your mind or, um, you know, the more you try to say it's wrong, the more you can see why it's right. M make sense? Okay. So now let's talk about their little orchestrated plan. And um, 
I, I love the fact that many of you have already started texting, emailing, and DMing. Oh my gosh, wait a minute. Why have I seen that fly? We've been talking about flies on walls, haven't we? So here's their plan. Their plan is to revive this Russia thing now that they're putting pressure via Turkey. And the thing is, China's in a very compromised position after what happened to them. And we can all thank the European Union for their participation in this uh, program, (laughs) this movie that we just saw of pseudo threat uh, or uh, their try and attempt to contagion. (laughs) But China's in a very compromised position where they don't know what to trust anymore. And I think that is the worst place for anyone to be in anything. It's kind of like even in relationships, like, you know, when you were a kid, you'd have like that girlfriend or that boyfriend that was hot one day, cold the other. And you're like, where do I stand? Like, that's the worst spot to be in, right? I'm just using that example, right? It's the worst spot to be in. Or, you know, you're at work and I've never experienced this. So I, I, so I can't talk for it, but I've heard someone explain it to me like that. So I'll just use what I know. It's, oh, it's kind of like, um, yeah, you don't know if someone's mad or not. <laughs> you know, like when you're, when you tell your friend, um, so you don't look good in that. And then your friend's like hot and cold with you. And you're just like, what? I'm your friend. That's why I told you. Are you mad? Or are you just mad that you don't look good? Or did I do something? You know, that confusion zone. This is where every single person is on the planet. But imagine being a leader of a nation that houses 20% of the global population and not knowing where you stand with every other single nation. That's a really scary spot to be in. Not knowing your standing, right, of where you are. So China is really volatile right now because they know that whatever was in place that they had mapped out is wrong. And the job of the Democrats right now is to gaslight every single section of it because it's coming to the surface. As the uh, money trails are being exposed, right, as they're being exposed and money is becoming more difficult for them to have access to in order to push forward those discussions that they've had of what routes they're going to take, right, we're seeing a more amplified aggression. And now we're seeing a complacency too. And that's done on purpose. So you don't know, you know, you saw Gavin Newsom talk nice. You just heard Schumer, uh, you know, kind of say the same thing President Trump is saying, uh, but without saying, you know, the president's doing this because the president spearheaded it. But you see their other plans in the background. A new Russia is being revived because we're avoiding getting in the middle between Turkey and Syria, which involves Russia. Uh, NATO yesterday, like I played on air when he spoke, uh, when um, Erdogan and him spoke, they both were very solid and rigid in their positions. And it showed that NATO's not going to jump in. And Turkey's like, if you don't jump in, you know, stuff's about to go down. And now the U.S. is being pressured. Pence just left Greece today and he's... (laughs) And he's flying. So you have to think, what is going on? Why are we Why are we being told the news? Instead, we've got this other distraction. Bernie Sanders is going to concede to Joe Biden or is he going to tell them they're stealing the election again? Which one? Because if Bernie's fans that are crying, like I saw the girl crying and I was thinking, her parents did so much wrong, okay? Did so much wrong raising her. I'm, I'm just saying have that oh my god he deserves it because he's like 89 and he's gonna die or whatever um you know nobody no no that's just oh he just wants to help people 
in his own mind he wants Charles Mason thought he was helping people people with cults thought they were helping people child rapists or you know think that they're helping people you know this is uh, what it is and it's skewed and wrong but hey whatever Bottom line is, this is where the distractions are. Now they're going to call out racism because, you know, coronavirus. Uh, now they're going to tell you this. I told you that last week. I told you they were gearing up for it. It's not rocket science. It's so predictable, but, you know, maybe I have an in kind of thing, right? I've said that before. So that's the, that's the whole thing, that these people are really pushing this division and they're distracting you from paying attention to what's really going on. Listen to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and what she said. Almost so silly to say, but there's a lot of restaurants that are feeling the pain of racism uh, where people are literally not patroning Chinese restaurants. Um, they're not patroning Asian restaurants because of just straight up racism around the coronavirus. So, um, Honestly, it sounds almost so silly. Almost so silly? No, you guys have been gearing up for this. And you're the ones telling people that this virus is like supersonic and can hang out on a doorknob for nine days. I mean, that means you've got some super, super spit and super boogers to live that long and create an environment for that um, resilient uh, virus that has no DNA, just RNA. It's just dumb. So this is this is the distraction on top of that, on top of uh, the uh, supposed racism. Uh, you know, we have the uh, the fact that we're not ready for this coronavirus yet as you know, you know, it's everywhere. And we have managed to have very few victims and to contain it because we had a president that could foresee possibly with flies on the wall on how it's going to happen. And it's kind of odd that, you know, the president is going to hold rallies, but the Democrats aren't. Seems like they might know who's vulnerable, who's more vulnerable. I'm just saying. These are all things that should be, you know, kind of uh, assessed correctly, I think, for the people. Because the hypocrisy is real. Very real. The hypocrisy. Listen, listen to this report from Fox in regards to the Detroit auto worker that Biden snapped at. Listen, my problem was not the fact that he snapped at him. My problem wasn't the one you need to go outside. My problem was you work for me. No, I don't. That's the problem. That's the problem. Forget the other stuff because, you know, someone can say anything when they're angry. For Joe, I feel bad. He's got 100% dementia. Like the people, the staffers that he has, how much you want to make a bet that if you actually look into the people that surround him, you've got nurses. I dare anyone in the mainstream media to go check up their creds. You got nurses, doctors, pharmacists right on staff surrounding him, but he's fine. Why doesn't anyone do it? I can tell you, I already know two of them are. One's a nurse practitioner, nurse practitioner, and the other one is an MD that doesn't practice. Just why isn't anyone doing that? 
Why isn't anyone investigating? Or why don't we have the experts come out and give us, you know, diagnoses like they did for President Trump? Oh, he eats burgers and Coke. He's like totally unhealthy. Oh, he's super fat and he's not healthy or he's this and he's that. Where's the dementia people? I mean, you don't have to have an MD after your name or a PhD after your name to see this guy has aphasia and that he forgets and he's got displaced memories and aggression aggression hmm. dementia where are they where are all the experts at i mean why isn't fox news bringing out experts bring the expert on dementia i mean what are they going to say you're not an expert in dementia how's this don't even show biden just say you know we have a person that does this 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 uh what what's what would your prognosis be uh, totally i'd look for dementia alzheimer's you know stuff like that oh okay because that's joe biden by the way mm. but nobody's doing that anyway take a listen to the fox news report which i was really upset didn't highlight that portion of it <laughs> Okay, Joe Biden yesterday hurling profanities at a construction worker from Detroit who questioned him on his stance about guns. Yeah, really? So when someone engages you, you curse him out? That Michigan uh, uh, mill rights employee, Jerry Wayne, joins us now. Uh, Jerry, appreciate you joining us. Set the scene. When did you realize you'll have a chance to question the former vice president about his stance on guns? Well, I heard when I first came to work that he would be coming in. So I spent uh, a little bit of time gathering my thoughts on a question that I might be able to ask. I had no idea that he was going to be taking questions or if it was going to be that type of scenario. Uh, he started making his rounds, uh, shaking people's hands, and he made it to my way, and I stopped him. I started to ask him a question. He could have easily said, I'm not taking questions, and I would have very respectfully walked away. But he wanted to listen to my question, and I don't think that he was ready for it. Well, it was hard to hear. What did you ask him? Uh, well, I asked him how he was going to be helping get us work, us, us union workers, mm -hmm. work in the future. Uh, we seem to be doing fine at the moment, um, but there's always room for improvement. And I wanted to give him the opportunity to show us where that improvement could come from. And, he, and I also asked him, I'm sorry? You go ahead. Uh, I also asked him uh, how he wanted to get the vote of the working man when a lot of us wield arms. We, we, we bear arms and... We like to do that. And if he wants to give us work and take our guns, I don't see how he's going to get the same vote. So his message has changed, right? Is that your concern? Because he looked at you and he said, that's not true. I never said that. So we went to the Wayback Machine, as Steve always says, and we found what he said in the past that really concerns you. Watch this. To gun owners out there who say, well, a Biden administration means they're going to come for my guns. Bingo. You're right if you have an assault weapon. The fact of the matter is they should be illegal, period. Look, the Second Amendment doesn't say you can't restrict the kinds of weapons people can own. So that was one of the viral videos, Jerry, that you had seen. Another one is where he talks about uh, putting Beto O'Rourke in charge of guns. We're going to run that, too. Watch. I want to make something clear. I'm going to guarantee you this is not the last year's seat of this guy. You're going to take care of the gun problem with me. You're going to be the one who leads this effort. I'm counting on you. 
Right. And that's the video right there, Jerry, that scared you, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it was a little bit disturbing to see that a politician wants to take away my right to defend myself. So which Joe Biden do you believe? <laughs> uh, the one that wants to take my guns. <laughs> so you told him you want to uh, most of these assaults are happening with handguns and you want to take my AR. He thought 14, but he says means AR 15, we think. So you say he yes. should not touch your AR-15, and it's not an assault weapon. He doesn't need to touch anybody's weapon at all. Jerry, what we need to do is we need to concentrate on teaching people how to respect firearms and how to use them, not take them away. So that was... Oops. So you need a freelancer. No, I don't need a... Gosh, those commercials, right? They're always capitalizing. Have you noticed that? That when there's good stuff on there, they just blanket like four-minute commercials that you can't move through on YouTube now. Um, so uh, missed opportunity right there missed opportunity to point out that he says i don't work for you yeah that's right he works for the interests that fund him and he's right i mean guys seriously how much faith do you have in the human race i'll tell you how much faith i have even though i do i do have faith don't get me wrong i'm always an optimist because if i lose my well foresight helps <laughs> i mean i look both ways on a one-way street don't you because <laughs> you're just like some idiots not going to listen. I mean, I've been one of those idiots too. How many of you? I mean, I, I say it straight. In 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 Portland, there's a one way bridge and I like a little bridge over like a highway. I went over that. But hey, I was I was in area I didn't you know travel much. But that's the thing. We as a people have been are going down the most stupidest path. I mean. Toilet paper is going to save you from the flu, right? I, I mean, think about it. Think about it. You, you think that toilet paper is going to save you from the coronavirus. And no wonder if there's life, there is, you know, and they want to come and tell you, hey, we're here. We've been watching. They're not going to, you want disclosure, but you believe toilet paper is going to save you from the flu? Are you kidding? This is how dumb we look. 90% of the crap comes out of our mouth, but we want toilet paper. And I've said it before, your mouth bacteria is highly more um, uh, virulent than your butt bacteria. I'm just going to leave that there. Now, as you see, the narratives that are being pushed are insane. Even Joe Biden was like, oh, yeah, it was a fixed one. What do you mean fixed? It was a live stream. You, I mean, we can fix a live stream. We've seen that done before. But again, it was a live stream. So it doesn't suit you. So what? Now this is like, what is a deep fake? <laughs> this is why it was important. And this is why it is important that you attend Bernie or Biden rallies that you go there and live stream because if there's many phones, you can't dispel what he said. And what should be amplified and hasn't been amplified is the fact that he said he doesn't work for the guy when that is literally supposedly his job is to serve that guy and everybody else in that room. And so going forward with eyes open, you have to listen to them more. You know, I really wish that the whole Senate was filled with people like Kevin Kramer, for one. Um, he's actually quite sharp with his tongue. I really like him. I really like him. Uh, I really was hoping that he'd get back into a more closer position in the administration, but he's needed where he is. Same thing with Sessions. 
I see cabinet. I'll see you guys right after this short break. everyone welcome back to the tory says show i'm gonna jump right into the live stream of bernie sanders um which is pretty i want you guys to listen to it poll after poll including exit polls show that a strong majority of the american people support our progressive agenda The American people are deeply concerned about the grotesque level of income and wealth inequality in this country, and the American people want the wealthy and large profitable corporations to start paying their fair share of taxes. Overwhelming support for that. The American people understand that the federal minimum wage of $7.25 an hour is a starvation wage, They want to raise the minimum wage in this country to a living wage of at least $15 an hour. And the American people understand that if our kids are going to make it into the middle class of this country, we must make public colleges and universities and trade schools tuition free. The American people understand that we cannot continue a cruel and dysfunctional health care system. And it is amazing to me to see that even in conservative states like Mississippi, there is an overwhelming understanding that we are now spending twice as much per capita on health care as do the people of any other country, while 87 million of us remain uninsured or underinsured. And this crisis, this absurd health care system, is becoming more and more obvious to the American people as we face the challenge of the coronavirus pandemic that we are currently experiencing. Imagine facing a pandemic and having 87 million people paying on average 20% of their incomes for health care. Joe, what are you going to do to end the absurdity of the United States of America being the only major country on earth where health care is not a human right. Are you really going to veto a Medicare for all bill if it is passed in Congress? Joe, how are you going to respond to the scientists who tell us we have seven or eight years remaining to transform our energy system before irreparable harm takes place to this planet because of the ravages of climate change? Joe, at a time when most young people need a higher education to make it into the middle class, what are you going to do to make sure that all of our people can go to college or trade school regardless of their income? And what are you going to do about the millions of people who are struggling with outrageous levels of student debt? 
Joe, at a time when we have more people in jail than communist China, a nation four times our size, what are you going to do to end mass incarceration and a racist criminal justice system? And what are you going to do to end the terror that millions of undocumented people experience right now because of our broken and inhumane immigration system? Joe, what are you going to do about the fact that we have the highest rate of childhood poverty of almost any major country on earth and are living with the fact that 500,000 people tonight are homeless and 18 million families are spending half of their income to put a roof over their heads? Joe, importantly, what are you going to do to end the absurdity of billionaires buying elections and the three wealthiest people in America owning more wealth than the bottom half of our people. So let me conclude the way I began. Donald Trump must be defeated, and I will do everything in my power to make that happen. On Sunday night, in the first one-on-one -on -one debate of this campaign, the American people will have the opportunity to see which candidate is best positioned to accomplish that goal. Thank you all very much. All right, go Bernie. So he dropped the gloves off. He gave him the questions, uh, you know, and st said it like it is. And you know what? I don't like what Bernie stands for. I really don't except for that he stands for the right of the people to vote. And if there are people that believe in what Bernie is saying, then there, those people should be allowed to vote for him. But I'm going to tell you what I see. In this reality after this, the calculations were right. You watch Joe Biden have this debate via video. And you're going to see deep fake in motion. Huh. I'd actually bet my life on that one. Uh, they both canceled the rallies, right? They both canceled the rallies together. And you're going to see, this is, this is, this is a 92% right now at this moment, as we speak at 1.11 PM Eastern time, 1, 1, 1 Eastern time, that this will be done remotely by video because of the coronavirus and it will be a deep fake where Joe Biden will look more collected. You are not going to see him in person because coronavirus. Huh. They don't want you to see the real Joe Biden, the Biden that can't keep it together, the Biden that can't remember things, the Biden that can't even pass a bedside test. Mark my words. His speeches have been reduced to just a few minutes of lucidity. He has nurses flanking him everywhere. And now this, Bernie, you sold your base out. And he sat there putting out the questions that his base wants answered. And hey, again, I stand with Bernie Sanders on this. The people have the right to vote, not people buying elections, not people buying their way in. Huh. How much did Amy Klobuchar get? We promise you won't get busted for those null Department of Defense contractors that had $10 million of U.S. Navy equipment in some 
shell of a place in Georgia. Oh, you know, the one that's linked with your staffer's husband, Polid, who is also the son of the guy that is the director of communications of, um, oh yeah, that's right, Rothschild. <laughs> oh, and uh, Beto, don't worry about those train tracks and that land that your family owns, you know, on the border of Texas where you smuggle drugs and humans and children. We'll take care of that. You'll be fine. You won't get prosecuted for doing those things. Oh, and Pelosi will take care of your container issues. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's how you buy elections. Money. And what else? promises promises to your own circle hey buddy you do this i do that what's up that's how they communicate bernie is an outsider because he does stand by his he believes everything he says okay everything he says he believes and he believes like he's one of those people that you know uh muster that rhetoric and promote you know ideologies that are insane you know he speaks just like hitler did and you're like what yeah hitler if you actually see speeches that are not doctored, that are actual, which I have, he was an eloquent speaker. He rallied them up like crazy before he started the whole let's kill the Jews, right? He was actually quite elegant. He made sense. But, you know, when people make sense, like, you know, any leader that makes sense, suddenly they're surrounded by people that will make them make that sense into what they want to say. You know what I mean? They flank them and they make them do things and they guide them and advise them. Oh, right. You know, those advisor things, you know, like that's why we keep changing staffers because they're all plants. That's why we keep changing people because they're all plants. All of them. Theranos. That's it. I was trying to remember that Theranos, that company that was investigating how to they okay so the 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 public story is is that they were investigating how they can test for diseases with one drop of blood the actual not the perceived job of them was to see how they can concentrate specific hormones and um uh, uh chemical properties uh from young blood to be able to reculture something called adrenochrome. <laughs> and, you know, D General Mattis was part of that board, I'm just saying. And that person was caught for fraud. And they paid a fine of $500,000, even though, even though they produced nothing. But Martin Shkreli, who, if anyone can solve the coronavirus issue, would be him, is locked in jail because he asked for Hillary Clinton's hair. You know, I don't see anyone, anyone within the right and conservative and pro-America movement asking, why is Martin Shkreli in jail again? I mean, yeah, he committed a crime. He had money to pay it. I mean, she committed more crimes, more fraud. He just had discrepancies, yet he's in jail. Because why? Because he said, hey, anybody can get a strand of Hillary Clinton's hair. I'll tell you if she's, oh, you mean what? Yeah, that's one of the episodes that I talk about on the extended Tory Says Show clones um and you're gonna be like what okay i'm just mm, okay i mean it's like i don't know what i'm saying right i'm just saying things just saying things kind of like you're gonna see how we're gonna have all these deep fakes come out how there's gonna be addresses being done through the media through video deep fake here we go and then when you actually get 
images of Joe Biden, those will be deep fakes, but the one that his camp and the mainstream media approves are not. And hey, mainstream media, we already heard that plan. We already know that plan because we got flies on walls on every single one of your huddles. So when you see Joe Biden, oh, you know, there's a coronavirus and, you know, we should be separated and isolated so we don't have, you know, we don't get exposed. So unfortunately, we're going to have to do these digitally. And suddenly you see a Joe Biden that's super on point, a Joe Biden that can talk you under any under the table. You think you're a good speaker? Man, you haven't seen Joe Biden on a deep fake yet, have you? (laughs) How are you going to spot it? Don't worry. We already got flies on those walls, too. Let them play. Let them play. Let them play. Because we have the ball in our court. We have flies on walls. And flies is an F-L-I, not Y. Deep Fake video debates from Biden are coming near you and you watch them play that tune. Speaking of videos as evidence, right, that no one can contest are real. Let's talk about how we've got Harvey Weinstein sentenced to 23 years in prison. Obviously, where he's staying looks more like a, you know, uh, a a dormitory. <laughs> it's actually a dormitory. He got 23 years. Uh, his, uh, it's a 20 year sentence for criminal sexual acts and more two counts that he was actually done, um, was given another three years. So it's 23 years. And I want you guys to listen to the punishers boasters. Take a listen. I'd like to thank Harvey Weinstein. Um, the Punisher, that's his nickname. The Punisher, yes. Harvey, if I keep thanking you in public, people will think we're having an affair. <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, if you're uh, choosing sides in the playground before a scrap, I would like to have Harvey Weinstein and Graham King on my side. Harvey Weinstein, Bob Weinstein, God bless them. My friends at Miramax for making this film, especially Harvey, and... Um, Harvey, thank you for killing whoever you had to kill to get me up here today. Um, and to Harvey Weinstein, the, uh, the tough guy on the playground with the biggest heart. Thank you for saying you do anything for your friends, and you always do. Thank you. And then Harvey Weinstein. And Harvey Weinstein. Harvey and Bob Weinstein. Everyone. Thank you, Harvey Weinstein. I want to thank Harvey and Bob Weinstein. My agent, Kevin Uvain, and God, Harvey Weinstein. The Punisher. Old Testament, I guess. <laughs> Especially the bomber Weinstein, my, my godfather. It's better than I Sometimes do. they call him Jennifer. It's a pet name. What? <laughs> okay. I would like to thank... Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein, who believed in us and made this movie. Harvey, thank you to Harvey. Harvey Weinstein for his commitment. And to Harvey uh, Weinstein and everyone at Miramax. Please, Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein and Lawrence Bender. Harvey and Bob Weinstein, you also break my heart with your uncensored passion. But um, I have to thank Harvey Weinstein. And 
Thank you, sir. And of course, Harvey, who first took me on 20 years ago when I was a mere uh, child sensation. Um, child sensation, the Punisher. The Punisher, or as Meryl Streep called him, God, or as Gwyneth Paltrow, you know, <laughs> that made a candle that smells like her vagina, right, called him Godfather, and how there's pet names for him, the Punisher. But let's not forget the person who identifies as a woman, and first woman at that, what she had to say about this amazing Punisher. Start, start by thanking Harvey Weinstein for organizing this amazing day. <laughs> Harvey. This is possible because of Harvey. Uh, he is a wonderful human being, a good friend, and uh, just a powerhouse. And the fact that he and his team took the time to make this happen for all of you. I want to start took his time to make it happen for all of you. Who'd you kill to get me here? I really don't care. I just say thank you. Oh, huh. This, you know, they really wish they had the Punisher now with Joe Biden. He would have been able to orchestrate things. Want to see some wag the dog and deep fakes? You're in for a ride. And this is where digital soldiers and people that actually know the difference and can fight. A lot of people will tell you, well, you know, what deep fakes, you really can't tell. Well, that's not so true. That's not so true. Geolocation's everything. And data transfers everything, kind of like the way I told you Seth Rich uh, did not kill himself. You know, I'm I'm really surprised how the Bernie bros, <laughs> hot girls for Bernies, uh, aren't upset. Right? They're stealing the election again, and Bernie knows it. But this time, he's going to give it to Joe Biden and say, you know what? He may be able to beat because he's got good answers. He gave them all. The information publicly of what he's going to be talking about during the debate. So that way they could get the video prepped up. I mean, you don't want direct communications that, you know, NSA will see it. So instead, you make it look like you're throwing the glove down and saying, let's get it on. Let's get it on. See, hiding in plain sight. See, doing the work right in front of you. And you can't see it because, you know, <clears throat> Bernie bros, where are you at? Where are you? Coordinated shutdown of the rallies, right? Coordinated together. Down. Lots of kids lost extra credit yesterday for the Biden rally. A lot of people on the street weren't going to make money to park your car where it's free anyway. They'll just protect it in East Cleveland where you were going to go. It's just ridiculous. I think he knew who was coming. I mean, they would have had tons of people down there. I know a lot of reporters that were planning on being down there. It would have been fun. To just, you know, ask the right questions to the Bernie base. You know, it infuriates me. I don't like Bernie Sanders or anything he has to stand for. His policies, I think, are rubbish. Uh, they're just, you know, um, fast forwarding to what the plan of the Democrats were and just drop us into communism super quick. And um, it'll throw us into poverty and then kind of level out until it becomes unbearable uh, because there is a don't let's let's not say there is a sweet spot of that communism in the beginning. Right. For the first five, ten years. And it just goes off downhill. That's where people are hungry and there's actually bread lines. So for the first five, ten years, you won't feel it's after that. But the the 
the point here that we should all be pissed off at, all of us, including conservatives, centrists, undetermined, undecided, whatever you identify as, Bernie bro, wannabe hot girl for Bernie, whatever, or a boomer, you should be pissed that you don't get to choose your candidate. I mean, that's the only thing that sets us apart from the rest of the world is that we actually pick the people that we uh, believe represent us. That, that, that's what we think. We haven't been able to do that. And the Kentucky election gave us everything we needed. And this is how we have all the information. And this is why we're seeing some really weird operations going on, really weird extraction operations. Hey, why doesn't, hey, who is Q? Come on out, come on out, come on out. Oh, no, it's him. Nope, it's him. Nope, it's her. Nope, it's him. Like Q team would actually come out. Whoever Q team is, they're busy doing what they need to be doing. Everything else is a distraction. You know why? Because this is the plan. I'm not going to say much on this, but this is a way to put a target and create a group of domestic terrorists so that way they can fish. I'm just putting it out there. This is this is bad. And just like they've made the super right wing and then those people they can't throw into that bucket, they're putting into other buckets. And in that other middle bucket, they've got their own right wing plants that are code pink, that are advocating for prepping you know that are journalists all of a sudden and like a journalist and and when i say that all of us are journalists right all of us citizen journalism is the news we're talking about the other ones okay that are all infiltrating and trying to discredit debunk cause harm to those that are speaking truth and then we have, you know, in that in that middle bucket, we have the people that uh, analyze and look at Q information, right? Then we have other groups that are self-formed that do the same. They analyze data. We have researchers globally. And the one thing we don't want to do is harm any of them. I won't even cause harm to the person I know is a plant, Um Except when they're causing harm. I mean, wow, Alex Jones is really, they really got it in for him. They arrested him for a DUI that he didn't have a DUI. And I was reading the report. And, you know, that's why I said I, sh- I should be his third wife. You know, sans a whole close relationship. Because at least, you know, I won't call the cops on him and say, oh, maybe he's drinking. Because that's exactly what happened. And this is going to cause him issues in his personal life and his work life. I just be careful what I drink. Because, you know, it doesn't always have to be alcohol, right? You guys get what I'm trying to say? Like, you know, kind of like roofies, right? You never go to a bar and take a bottle that's been opened without you seeing it, right? Or if you're getting a drink, make sure you're watching it, cover it, right? You know, stuff like that. They have it out for every single person and they will target them in any which way they can because they need to... smear you with mud but those that stand tall looking like mud monsters but nonetheless still standing tall are the ones that will take the slings and arrows and and there are so many out there that I see on Twitter on Facebook on groups outside of social media platforms that are incredible I mean look at Laura Loomer what she's done right she has overcome everything there's so many people that 
you know, they just find one thing to grab on and move it along. But here's the thing. The Democratic Party, aside from using those strategies, which is the mud strategy and try to attack strategy or, you know, those still in the Justice Department. Huh. And you know who I'm talking about. Those still in the FBI, those still sitting in the clown agency with the ability to do things are manufacturing information just as we speak so they can create the environment to take it down. You will see attacks like you've never seen them before. And it's your job to look inside yourself. I'm giving you that out there. It's your job to use your inner self and support all of them. All, every single person that has been out there talking that you suddenly see a concerted effort and attack, you, you must jump behind them. Because if they have never told you, listen to me, nobody else. If they have never told you, everyone sucks, this is the truth. Uh, you know, if they've never done that and they've just promoted trans, I've seen so many of them and I'm already seeing a few that are going to be coming well that are already at the at the infancy stages of attack we need to make sure we throw ourselves behind them remember what they did to matt gates and now you'll say well now he's chief of staff yeah he is because he wore that mud proud didn't care so let's help Every single American citizen out there putting themselves out there. Every single American citizen that is being turned into a mud monster stand up for them. Because this is very dangerous territory. Not only to save us as a people and our nation. But it's a very dangerous moment when you see what the Democrat Party is faced up against. They're under threat. They will make sure everybody else is too. You know, they're like the people that will take everyone down with them. All right, welcome back, everyone, to the Tory Says Show. So in this last half hour, I want to tell you guys about um, what's happening in uh, Europe. And uh, I want us to look at, well, listen to what Sep Secretary Pompeo said in regards to uh, human rights report that uh, came to for 2019 um, this morning. Take a listen. Hello, everyone. Good morning. Every year for 44 years, the State Department has written the most comprehensive and fact-based human rights report in the world. State Department team members in Washington and our embassies work with experts in many countries to get the most critical work done on this important topic. Uh, they continuously set the gold standard, and this year is no exception. It's a broad and challenging mission, but human rights are at the core of what we believe as Americans, and so we have to execute this well. To Assistant Secretary Destro and everyone uh, who worked on it, congratulations. Thank you for all of your hard work. Uh, as our founding doctrines remind us, nothing is more fundamental to our national identity than our belief in the rights and dignity of every single human being. It's in our Declaration of Independence. On this issue, all Americans have common cause with freedom-loving peoples all around the world. The State Department's Commission on Unalienable Rights is exploring the deep roots of America's foundational belief in these ideals, and I look forward to receiving the Commission's work sometime around the 4th of July of this year, a fitting time. 
We're blessed that the unalienable rights are secure here at home. But we all know the rights of life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness don't just belong to Americans. They belong to everyone everywhere. Today, this report sheds light on dark places where rights like the ones I described are infringed upon. I want to highlight this morning just a few examples of human rights abuses from the 2019 report that are happening in China, Iran, Venezuela, and in Cuba. In China, the Chinese Communist Party uses high-tech surveillance systems to monitor potential dissidents. It's imprisoning religious minorities in internment camps, part of its historic antipathy to religious believers. As I've said before, the CCP's records in Xinjiang is the stain of the century. It tries to hide what it's doing by intimidating journalists. Chinese citizens who want a better future are met with violence. In July, Wang Mayu stood outside a police station calling for elections. The police arrested him, and less than three months later, his wife got a call. He was dead. She never got an explanation. Instead, she was brought in and asked to identify a body so bruised and broken it was barely recognizable. This kind of abuse is too familiar in Iran as well. Just a couple months back, on December 19th, I spoke about Puya Bakhtiari. He was a young engineer, one of hundreds of thousands of Iranians who protested the regime last fall. His mother, Nahid, was with him. By the end of the day, they were no longer marching shoulder to shoulder. Nahid was holding her 27-year-old son's body. Puy had been shot in the head by security forces. And the family's nightmare was not over. Since my speech three months ago, the regime has denied them the right to mourn Puya in accordance with their faith. When they tried to hold a funeral, Puya's 11-year-old nephew, his grandparents, his parents, and other relatives were all arrested. They've been released now, but live in fear under house arrest. Today, I want great Iranians like the Bakhtiaris to know America remembers those lost and stands for their freedom. The report also details abuses the illegitimate Maduro regime commits every day, every day against Venezuelans, including extrajudicial killings, forced disappearances, torture, and arbitrary detentions. Last year, opposition leader Alwyn Mendoza was hauled before a military tribunal. His crime? His crime is that he protested in favor of humanitarian aid delivery. Maduro's thugs locked him up. Neither his family nor a doctor could visit. And one month later, he had died at the age of 34. My final comment this morning is on Cuba. The name Jose Daniel Ferrer appears 17 times in this report. He's one of thousands of political prisoners who, over the years, have been dragged, chained, and beaten at the hands of the regime. Tomorrow, he will be sentenced by a Cuban court. The spurious charges we've seen so far follow a pattern of arbitrary intimidation against Cuban citizens, whose only crimes are to criticize the policies that have held that island back for 61 long years. We pray for a day when Cubans, Venezuelans, Chinese, Iranians, and all peoples can speak and assemble freely without fear of their own governments. The 2019 Human Rights Report honors those I've named and who have paid the ultimate sacrifice fighting for freedom and for human dignity. It's a service to those punished for their beliefs and those who continue the fight. It also promotes peace, accountability, 
and security by reminding every government of the high standards of human rights that they must live up to. And finally, this report is a sign of America's continued belief in the peoples of the world who challenge their governments to respect and uphold fundamental rights for every one of their citizens. Assistant Secretary Destro, well done. Uh, Bob will now take a few of your questions. Thank you. So Secretary Pompeo will not answer anything. Now, he's gone. Where is he going? Why in the rush? Let me tell you what the rush is. So obviously the deep fake videos that I've been telling you about this mass thing. Didn't I tell you social isolation? Didn't I tell you? Here's how we win by coming out in numbers to go see President Trump. And if you're older, yeah, don't. There's tons of us. There's at least 150 million Americans. And I put that by my name that are voting for this man out in droves. So the president is going, everybody's going, but they're not going. Why? Coronavirus. You know, why can't Hunter Biden go to court about this child? Coronavirus. Why can't I do this? Coronavirus. Why aren't you in person? Coronavirus. Guys, this is why it's so ramped up. Because if one person who's 100 years old dies, oh my gosh, another person's dead. Yet, oh, let's test everyone. You've got a sore throat. Come in. Let's test you. It doesn't matter if you die. We just need to show that a lot of people are infected. Come. And props to the New Jersey governor saying anyone putting out fake information about having uh, the virus is a criminal offense. Maybe they should do that in North Dakota, too. Because that's all they want. They want to cause the panic so they can win these elections by not having Joe Biden debate, by not being seen in person. So that way they can slot him in and just have him in the background so that his actual running mate runs the show. Uh, You know, that is the whole plan. And Bernie, you just threw in the towel. You're a cop out article to come on that one because it's time that Perez comes out of the closet. So here is where it is. You can see it. See, you don't have to be a time traveler like me to know what's up. And we're going to quash that. You know, we're going to quash it, man. It has to be quashed. And we're going to quash real quick. Because as quick as this virus goes crazy, it's going to go down. And pay attention to the nations that have closed their borders down and are in quarantine like Italy. It's not like Italy's hiding something, are they? It's not like there's a big flip in government in Italy. Is there? Is There's no eradication. Never let a good crisis go to waste. I mean, it's not like we could tell you we arrested them all or executed them. What do we do? Oh, they got sick. Oh, tough. Ooh, ooh, that's so bad. You know, maybe the Pope will have that problem, too, because he does. You know, oh, look, there they are. He's talking. Look, that's Joe Biden. Definitely my eyes are not deceiving me. Dude, I, I can look you know, 50 pounds smaller with the right lens. (laughs) And you can look like me with a special lens and a little bit of software, right? I mean, uh, the technology is there. You watch it happen. No more can people go up and talk to Joe. No more can you go and see him where he can't even book, you know, a meeting room with people. No, no, no. It's too dangerous. He's a very important person. We can't have him get sick, but, you know, coronavirus, toilet paper, 
when most of the crap is coming out of people's mouth, they're getting the wrong end of it to fix it. Speaking of, you know, where is Hunter? Where is Maxine Waters? Have you guys seen her? I haven't seen Maxine Waters in a while. Have you? What is Adam Schiff up to? What are they all up to? Hmm? What are they all up to? Who are we seeing and who are we not seeing? You know, Joe Biden has said that he needs to establish order. And CNN has come together and said, whoa, it's going to be great when Joe Biden wins. We'll have some order again. Damn that order, right? That order, the order that they crave so bad. What is that order exactly? Do we know what that order is? Well, let's take a listen. Is, um, you know, Van Jones is um, one of those outcasts of CNN that gives them the information they need in public. Take a listen. Very, very dangerous moment for the Democratic Party. Uh, you have now an insurgency that's about to be defeated. What do you do with the people that you defeat? There was a hope on the part of a lot of young people they had a champion. You got young people who are graduating with a quarter million dollars in debt. You got young people in, with a lot of pain, and they had a champion. Mm-hmm. And that they thought that they were going to be able to surround the, a divided establishment with their movement, crush that divided establishment, and move forward. Instead, the establishment united and stopped them. Now what do you do? Last time Bernie Sanders got beaten, there was an assumption that all these people were just going to fall in line and vote against Trump, and there was not enough care for the concern and the pain of his base. I think tonight there's going to be a lot of crowing, a lot of relief on the part of the establishment. But keep it temperate and turn. Turn to those people and say, we want to be your champion. Yeah. If you don't do that, you're going to have a Pyrrhic victory. I, there, I, there, I, there were, I think this is a very dangerous moment for the Democratic Party. See, I want to hate Van Jones because, one, <laughs> he, he works for CNN. But, two, he's one of those people that drops the information they need um, as the voice of direction. You know how many times they tell uh, the establishment what they need to do because what they see. He's one of those really good analysts. And um, that's really um, important that you identify those people. It's not, you know, clowns that come out and say it like Fredo and Tapper or Brian Stetler. (laughs) You know, they're going to want to keep this panic. They need to do coronavirus. And right now at CNN, they're just like on top of things. Tell us about coronavirus. Let me tell you something about the coronavirus. In North Dakota, some guy put on his Facebook that he's self-quarantining. He's in self-quarantine because coronavirus. He was tested for coronavirus and it came back negative. Panic went throughout the state. Oh my gosh. Because one guy decided to say it. This is something that should be criminalized because it's a matter of national security and national health security. So this is very important. But on the other hand, we have to be careful where these laboratories test and that the government is on top of all of it and that we actually have real CDC, not CDC nonprofit taking a look at these things because they're going to want to keep this alive as much as they could. But I already told you what the plan was. It was to bring it up now so that way they have an excuse as to why Biden can't be somewhere and then bring it up again. Right before the elections to say, look, Trump didn't do anything. It's back with a vengeance. You know, when kids go back to school in September, I told you this, you watch it happen. And we've been talking about all this stuff on Red State. And the one thing that's good out of this, making use of this, is one, 
that we know what have I been saying that we know just how dependent we are, how the pharmaceuticals have been outsourced and how we're dependent on other people. And we have to thank President Xi for putting out that statement. Thank him for working with us because that was the best gift we can have. Because what are the Democrats going to say? No, we can't bring pharmaceutical manufacturing here. We need it in China. Are they going to say that? (laughs) They're not. Thank you, President Xi, for doing that for us because that just reinforced what we needed. And this is why he got the help. And this is why he's getting things back in place. And this is why China will have their positioning in the global markets as an equal and fair competitor. Right. And I'm not saying we're distributing the wealth or distributing, uh, you know, the market. But if you're putting in the work, then you will get the gains. If you're not putting in the work and it's just given to you, you're not going to be getting the gains. So the EU is really pissed off. They're really pissed off because they're losing the game. Think, what is it that the European Union, aside from nuclear energy, aside from nuclear energy, what is it that they mass produce for us? I mean, France and cheeses, oil from Italy. I mean, we get that from Lebanon and Libya and Morocco, right? They all cultivate, you know, North Africa and the Mediterranean. All of them have oil because they all have olive groves. So think about it. What is it that they mass produce? It's actually nothing because they've outsourced everything. You know, are we going to buy all our fish from them? There's so much ocean. Why are we just going to get the one that's in the English Channel? I mean, the best cod is from England, let's be honest, because that's where they fish cod like nobody's business. But let's just look at it. I mean, at least Russia's got a staple, which is caviar, right? (laughs) And vodka, right? But what do they really have to offer aside from, you know, Johnny Walker, doers? Think of, well, that's not even the European Union anymore. You just have to think. There isn't anything that is exclusive on export. Like they don't have like massive cornfields like we do and other nations do, right? Uh, Central America, we've got them in South America and Africa, coffee plantations in Africa, in South America, and some in um, in the United States, tobacco. What does the Europe, nothing. That's the point. Look at who has the most to lose. That's where you see where they're pissed off. Look at who has the most to lose. Think, what can Europe export on a mass that nobody that 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 makes them a competitor think about it think about what do they have to offer just take a think don't listen to me think about it yourself say oh yeah no one can compete on europe with this yeah luxury brands maybe right but what what is it that drives the european economy think about it you guys think what drives the european economy is it cars That's kind of out in the Asia Pacific, if you want to ask me, you know, putting it down. Is it weapons? I think that's distributed pretty evenly in other world powers. What is it that drives the European Union's economy? It's human capital. It's not something tangible they can trade unless humans are their trade. So think, this is how we can critically think and observe and understand Who has the most to lose out of this? This happened in China. China gave us a gift. Things are going down in Africa. That's a gift. And we're letting Turkey pull all the levers for us because they're really pissed. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, when you're a pseudo nation that's aggressive and you think you've got leverage on everyone, it's not enough. 
You have to have solid leverage, not 50% leverage. Because in the end, you're the first one to be the casualty of that war. And that's exactly what's happening when you think you're smart, but you're really not. Because the smart, smart, smart people don't really say, well, no, don't really act saying you could say whatever you want. Uh, One best thing to do is the person that talks too much, people tend to tune out, right? And not listen. That's the one you should fear the most to come at you. It's like a dog that barks, that never bites, but bark, 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 bark. At one point you're desensitized, bark, 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 bark. But when they bite, man, you lose that hand or that chair or that crown. So that's how uh, you can identify what's really going down here. Parse it through, stand on the moon and look down. Now, one nice catch that, um, you know, someone got, I said, chief of staff, right? Mark Meadows for the house, and I said Matt Gates, didn't I? Right? Didn't I? Oh, where is he? Mm. <laughs> Guess that was a slip, right? Guess that was a slip. I mean, President Pompeo uh, made it clear um, during his statements what his uh, um, intentions are going forward, right, guys, on the uh, human rights side, right? Pointing things out, right? Making things clear, right? Yet we're not participating in the International Criminal Court, right? Think. This is all coming together. This is how you see (laughs) where they're in full panic mode. Because who has the most to lose? Wait, think about it. Where do we have the most monarchs? Okay. They're the ones that have the most to lose. Now we're seeing movements and um, I would say an evolution in the way crowns are operating. And, and, uh, you know, Meghan Merkel is leading that pack. I mean, she's had a great mentor. Did I ever tell you about the time that um, Valerie Jarrett and Meghan had coffee a few times? Yeah, she seems to be a great mentor. I wonder if she actually lives with her. I mean, she did channel Austin Powers, right? You know, who else did she mentor? Who did she live with? Right? See, it's all making sense. Click, 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 click. One after another. Because everything in the past proves the future. All you have to look is the past. Look at it. And this is how you can see the future in the moment that you're at. It's all at one point. All at one point. From that perception, from that subjective point of view. And remember, if you hear people start complaining, oh my gosh, why is this going on? I would say tune out. Because we need positive thinking. You need to realize how much we're winning. We have won so hard. I'm actually tired of winning because I want it to be like over. Okay, let's win and finish. No, it's like torture. It's tantalizing. Here's some more winning. Here's some more winning. Here's some. It's like, oh my gosh, I could see the total win. Give it to me. And it's like, nope, not yet. Let's just do it this way. No, my gosh. That person just pulled their pants down. Oh my gosh, this just happened. Oh my gosh, I'm winning. Are you tired? I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm like, let's just get it over with uh, because obviously I'm impatient because it's, it's, I'm the type of person that likes to look at the end of the story and then read the book. I mean, I've been doing that for a very long period of my life. So I'm telling you what we need to see now is what is coming next. 2020 is going to have so many increased attacks 
So many of them. I mean, we saw Will Somner call himself a journalist, and he, you know he's obsessed. <laughs> Daily Beast is obsessed with Q. I seriously think it's like one of those obsessions where they'd like send like you know uh, cut out letters if they knew <laughs> where to communicate with Q by mail. They'd send the serial killer <laughs> letters. Like, who are you? Obsessions. And this is what you're seeing, tons of obsessions, obsessions with uh, supposedly revelations. You don't need to be obsessed. What you need to understand is that God wins in the end. Good always wins in the end. Light always triumphs dark. And no matter how dark it is, there's always that speck of light. And the brighter that we shine, the brighter we, we are is, in fact, depicted by our ability to be positive of what's to come, to understand what's coming. That's all. We need to also stand true to what we stand for. We can't say, oh, Bernie shouldn't run or this. No, we should be encouraging all these people that are crying over Bernie Sanders, that are crying over their student debt. You know, they really believe that that's the way to go and we should support them no matter how retarded it sounds, no matter how disturbing it is that they they are voting for an ideology that so many people are sitting in Arlington Cemetery right now fought for and flipping over in their graves we should be defending their rights to have their voice heard that is the job of every single actual American that believes in the foundations of this nation and is honest. And no matter how much I loathe Bernie Sanders, no matter how much I loathe his rhetoric, he is talking to a population that has been created prematurely for the environment that they wish to roll out in their way. Because if it was more of a voluntary socialism in a bigger movement, it would be more solid. Here we have a very small faction. So if anything... All of you out there should be promoting that Bernie Sanders be heard, promoting that his voice is the representation of those that are voting for him because nobody wants to vote for Joe Biden. He doesn't know his name. Well, they're going to fix that with technology, right? They, uh, wasn't it shift that warned us about it? You know, oh yeah. They warned us about it, but they're doing it. Why? Because when they start doing it, we're supposed to be dropping the real stuff. We're supposed to be leaking. How many of us have in our possession videos and pictures that are compromising? It's a deep fake. But Joe Biden's debate is a deep fake. Stop it. You're just racist. You're just a Trumper. No. I'm not. I want to be in that room. And everyone should demand to be in that room where Joe Biden is when he is speaking. Not the mainstream media. We need people that are not mainstream media. We need actual diehard, like crying Bernie bros or hot girls for Bernie. Hot. You know, very subjective on that one. Uh, so on that note, I want to wish you guys a fabulous evening. God bless from all of us here at Red State Talk Radio. And um, if you haven't already, subscribe to me on Subscribestar, and I'll be um, just putting out things slowly so maybe you can start seeing what I've been seeing and what I see. God bless. <laughs>